Hello everybody, FPL teacher here. We hope you are enjoying your midweek European matches as the slow drip of FPL and Premier League reviews continue with Leicester's thrashing of Nottingham Forest up first. The home side here got a crucial 4-0 away win thanks to some James Madison magic and we will review what went under the hood for the Foxes. We will also look at what Forest decided to take a risk in and how it ultimately backfired. Big congratulations to people who kept faith in James Madison, especially with the plum home fixture of the season. Leicester's 4-1-4-1 continue to use Ndidi at the base of midfield, while the likes of Madison, Barnes and Cole all retained their positions. With Vardy up front, the focus was really in theory, balls in behind, and Vardy had plenty of service exactly that way through James Madison and Harvey Barnes' through balls. In the opening stages, Vardy either had chances himself, shots in the 14th, 15th minute, the, even the 5th minute itself, he had shots non-stop all the way, persisting in the first half, he had one in the 31st, all virtually came through long balls over the top. So the question is, if he's not taking shots, who is? It created a massive hole in midfield for the midfielders to exploit. Tielemans didn't do it. KDH, Dewsbury Hall had a couple of shots from range. But ultimately, the players on the flanks profited. James Justin was unusually conservative here. So it was really the Harvey Bunch show on the left side. But the sparks really originated from the right side where Castan finally had the gusto to bomb forward from right back, creating space for our star, James Madison. The space created for James Madison here really cannot be understated because Jesse Lingard for Forrest did not defend that left flank at all. Which meant that really on that right side, you had James Madison narrow, Castan wide, and Renan Lodi absolutely no idea what to do with him. As early as the fifth minute, Kevin Dewsbury Hall had a fantastic header which he missed at the back post. That XG had like a value of 0.29 or something. And it was courtesy of James Madison being set up 1v1, squaring up against Lodi, turning him inside out, and then setting the man up. This all continued and it epitomized itself really well in the third goal. Sorry, in the fourth goal, Patson Daka's finisher, where... Madison, once again on the right side, had the ball outside of Nottingham Forest's back four. Now, in theory, Lennon Lodi is supposed to engage with Madison, but Castan once again makes a crucial run inside to out, and that pins Lodi in place for Madison to find a free, beautiful through ball to Dakar for that flick-on finish. Now, this isn't to say that Leicester's defense was perfect. They were caught out a couple of times through the long ball themselves. In fact, through the middle itself, Wilfred Ndidi continues to be a problem for some strange reason. I suspect it's a case of space management where Ndidi is fantastic when attackers engage him. But when he has to push out himself and leave space behind him, he has difficulty making the decision whether to occupy and remain in his space and trust somebody else or to actively win the ball back. He was exposed a couple of times by the likes of Morgan Gibbs-White and Awani, which I will explain later on.
Forest after playing so well in the opening stages. And after me jinxing them, <laughs> saying that they outscored their opponents in terms of XG in the first half every game this season, they fell flat here against Leicester. Um, the culprit really was Steve Cooper reverting to a conventional 4-2-3-1 system that highlighted, sorry, that exposed the weaknesses of his players rather than amplifying their strengths. On paper, with Scott McKenna not being an outside centre-back anymore, it put a lot of players in their best positions. McKenna played centre-back, O'Brien is deep in defensive midfield with Koyate, and the likes of Johnson, Lingard and Co can play their traditional winger roles without too much decision-making on whether to drift in field or to stay out wide. Furthermore, Morgan Gibbs White as the number 10 had full freedom to dictate play and choose which part of the pitch he wanted to drift into in order to link up with his forward of choice. Now, the two biggest weaknesses that were highlighted here compared to the 3-4-1-2 they've been doing all this season is number one, Nico Williams and Renan Lodi have to be solid at the back and clearly they were not. I'm not saying that Williams and Lodi suddenly became poor. They were just repeatedly exposed to some of Leicester's most dangerous attackers. Lodi would be great if he had a outside centre-back behind him ready to sweep up. Nico Williams would have been covered by Willy Bolly if they played the 3-4-1-2 formation and Nico Williams would have easily allowed whatever attacker to just run through him for Bolly to sweep up. The fact that Nico Williams got booked as early as the 18th minute through persistent fouling just shows how naive Cooper was in selecting this lineup. And it cost them. So the silver lining here is that Morgan Gibbs White, a dot, a green dot in a sea of red, really had his best moments as a number 10, sometimes even acting as a number 9 while the forwards pulled wide. Awoni had the tendency to drift left, Brennan Johnson had the tendency to drift right, which meant that Gibbs White, whenever he had the ball at his feet with space to run into, thanks to Ndidi, <clears throat> had full freedom to create really dangerous chances. He made one for Awoni in the 22nd minute for their 1v1, and later on he even linked up with Brennan Johnson on the right side in the 39th minute in order to set up Jesse Lingard for his poorly shanked shot. So at this stage, FPL-wise, the flaws of Forest still outweigh their gems. So safe to say, if you own a base-priced defender like Nico Williams, you can definitely afford to bench him for the near future and forget about the favourable games. Whereas if you have someone like a Gibbs White like myself, or a Brennan Johnson, now is probably the best time to sell while Cooper figures out his best formation. Despite the extravagant scoreline at the end of the day, Leicester continued to do Leicester things, while Forrest continued to do naive Forrest things as well. James Madison continues to sparkle, scoring with shots that have extremely low XG. His free kick was like 0.08. His deflected shot was 0.05 XG. So really, 
by medicine if you continue to believe that he will his run is sustainable and his finishing ability simply has turned elite this season. And at the same time, well, as for Forrest, we know how dysfunctional they are now. So the question really comes down to whether his their competitors at a similar price bracket can equally shine. This is FPL Teacher speaking, rounding up the final matchup. Man City versus Man United. Follow quickly for prompt updates.